Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. I cannot recall how many times it's been, but it's been a lot when my wife and I have had to retire, if you will, to the bedroom to have a private conversation about something that one of the kids has done or wants because Dina and I are not on the same page. And this is uh, entirely common when you have teenagers. It just seems to come more and more, and you've got to be united in your decision-making as parents. That's really the heart of what Jim Burns was saying when he spoke with Focus President Jim Daly and me. Let's go ahead and listen in. I just want to play out a couple of scenarios and get your response to them, because I think, like most parents, they're probably living in places that you and I, John, live, and people that work here at Focus. It's really no different. We have access to a lot of resources, but just the generic points. Um, And temperament matters when it comes to parenting. We're wired differently. Typically, people marry their opposites. So to your point a moment ago, with Kathy being more the disciplinarian, you're more the Disneyland dad. I like that description. Um, you know, that's kind of normal uh, in the parenting struggle. And being on the same page can be difficult. Mm -hmm. But I want to play those scenarios through because of um, moms and wives listening right now and dads and husbands listening. That discussion that might happen in your bedroom or in the garage where the kids are away and the one parent, usually the disciplinarian parent, is saying to the other Man, you're not doing it. You're failing as a father. You're yeah. failing as a mother. And you get this war going in your marriage as well. Speak to that desperate moment yeah. because you're coming at this from a different place. You have different long views of what the kids are going to do. You have a different reality check. Maybe one knows this is a dip. This is teenage years. We're going to be here. And the other one's panicked. And out of that fear comes a lot of emotion. Speak to the couple that's struggling right now. They're listening. They love the topic. But, man, their marriage is struggling because if we didn't have teenagers, we'd have a far better marriage. (laughs) Well, you know what? If you didn't have teenagers, you might have a far better marriage. (laughs) As we started looking at the phases of marriage, one of the most difficult seasons of a marriage would be teenagers exactly because of what you just said. Because we It rips you apart. Exactly. And what I find and what I try to help parents understand— And this helped Kathy and myself. It wasn't perfect at times, of course. But we needed to be on the same page as much as possible. And so we started, I tell people, read a book a year uh, on parenting and read a marriage book a year. But what we said was, if we can get kind of a plan together, it's better. So then Kathy, who tended to be more of a discipline and me less, she was probably too forceful, me less forceful. So, you know, we make a great couple that way. Right. And of course, that bugs me if she's being too forceful and it's bugging her if i Because you're being expected to live up to those expectations it, it, in that draft, and that's hard, yeah. and vice versa. It, you're exactly. weak. Jim, no. come on. No, exactly. Come on. So, You've got to be a parent, not a friend. Exactly. So what we needed to do was have a couple of uh, strategic resources. Okay, and we had a couple of strategic resources where we'd say, this is what they say. And we kind of were able to get out of the emotion of our relationship and go, this is how you do good discipline. And so we would find people who we could relate to mostly. Now, again, we had to also realize that in our marriage, we're going to agree, if we can agree on 80% of co-parenting, we're awesome. Yeah. Because, And there's things about Kathy that I respect and admire her so much. And like, say, for example, we have a different philosophy on money with our kids and school. So those are two kind of big Who things. Who wants to spend money? Yeah. Who wants to? Oh, you? oh no, I want to spend money. Oh, yeah. we need to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but even with our kids in terms of how we handle their money, how we handle when they were teens. So what we had to realize was that 
you know what? She's an educator. She's doing a good job. I wouldn't have done it this way with her homework, uh, the way she handled the kids' homework and things like that. But I had to actually agree to disagree and back her. And that for me was humbling because I thought I had, you know, I always say to Kathy in my humble opinion, and she always then smart actly goes, yeah, in your humble opinion, you think you're always right. So, (laughs) (laughs) but the point being is that I needed to just say, no, that's healthy. She's not some kind of whack out you know, person. So let's go with that. And then I would get behind her because I think the more times we can be behind each other, even though Kathy knew we were in disagreement over a couple of things, but if she knows I'm behind her, I'm for her, not against her. We're on the same team working with these kids. It really is better for the marriage. It's also better for the parenting. I don't think our kids expect us to always agree on stuff, but if we can agree on most things, that's going to help them. They're going to have a, not a divided front. We, you know, united you know, is what we need to be. Right. Um, And then if we're going to have those, you know, bedroom conversations, we need to close the door, have the bedroom conversations and talk about how are we going to relate to this kid. So if you're dealing with a crisis situation with your teen, we do understand here at Focus on the Family. Unfortunately, many of our staff members have been there. I've been there through times of desperation, feeling like it's failing. You know, my kid is going to crash and burn. I want to just tell you, you're not alone. Uh, Danny, you've, you've been a counselor here at Focus on the Family. You've taken those calls. What do parents need to hear when it feels like it's dark and it's only going to get darker and there's no hope of daylight? Yeah, you, want to, you want to go into it day by day, sometimes hour by hour, and really recognizing what it is that you are trying to do as a parent. You want to go back to, your, to the blueprint, to... What are your goals as a parent? And part of that journey, we'll, we'll have moments of desperation and, and emotional moments where you feel uh, that there, there is no hope. I want you as a parent to go to construction zone and see the process of that. And in previous podcasts, I've talked about we're all under construction. When in reality, when you look at the construction process, there's a lot of planning, there are blueprints, there are moments of communication and probably moments of problem solving. And in the moment of of desperation, what you want to do is get that community around you, pray, reset your mind, find hope again, because that will energize you to ask the questions you need to with your teen and know that they are on a journey. And many, many teens do turn back to the foundations that you have built in. And that's that construction piece I'm talking about. And one of the things I consistently talk to parents about is that we are molding contributors rather than consumers in, uh, in their development as, as teens. And we don't have time to unpack that too far, but part of this is that we are uh, entering moments with our kids that may feel very dark to us, but are important in where our kids are in that moment. Yeah. The way that their life is, is shaping out or their friends are talking to them, it's important to them then, but maybe opening up the bigger picture for your child about who they are in Christ mm. is going to be important, or who they think they are in that moment. That's where you can begin with a child. Yeah, their, their lives can feel so catastrophic. They can. And, and I think one, one phrase I've learned of late that might help um, show that I, I care is just to say, it must be hard. Mm. It must be hard to have that. In fact, you're probably the person that taught me that phrase, <laughs> but I've been using it right. more and more just to say, it must be hard. 
Well, for teens, the timeline seems like it's right there, immediate. They, yeah. they see more of the positive reward rather than the negative consequence. And the positive reward could be, I'm going to go to drugs, I'm going to go to this other thing, because I need that in order to feel good about who I am. Yeah. And that's more of the conversation you need to go into. Not the behavior, but the core need that your teen is having. Yeah, what were you feeling about this? What, or what is it that you need? What yeah. do you want? Mm-hmm. Well, Jim Burns wrote an excellent book called Understanding Your Teen, and he certainly does offer a lot of hope and um, perspective for parents. If you're finding yourself in a tough time, this is a great tool for you, great resource, and we'll send that to you when you make a generous contribution, either monthly or a one-time gift, of any amount to focus on the family today. And we'll link over to our website and phone number in the show notes. Also, uh, be sure to ask for a counselor if you're facing that desperation that we talked about. Uh, We have caring Christian counselors. It'd be a privilege for them to have a short conversation with you, offer some insight and uh, resources, and point you to steps of hope in the journey. All the details, again, are in the show notes. And on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks so much for listening today to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Mm -hmm.